Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, I wish Jeff and Amy had prepared us for how good-looking this church was. We would have upped our fashion game and brought it stronger. And, you know, they were talking about where we met at, at, at ILM in Arizona. And how many of you just remember certain moments in life? Well, there was this couple that walked in, and they kind of have their own soundtrack. And you know how Beyonce always looks like she has a fan on her? That was Amy Smith. <laughs> The hair, the hair. And then Jeff comes in and he just starts singing in the hallway as if everybody can sing like Michael McDonald. And my husband, you try to sing like him all the time. I would like totally fangirl over him because we were in Steak and Shake also another time that I saw him in Texas. And somebody goes, did you know that he won Idol? And I'm like, what? And then he's like, keep forgetting, I'm not in love anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's when Jeff became a hero. Just amazing. Of course, mom and dad, what about those two, huh? Are they unbelievable? She's up here on the worship team. Dad's got his glasses game going on. Church monsters, this whole family. You guys are super duper blessed. And of course, the church looks amazing. We pulled in tonight and families are here and the cars are here. We can tell that you love Jesus and you can really feel that the Holy Spirit is here in a big way. So we're excited. And we just want to bust right on into it because, you know, the number one cause of divorce, do you know what it is? Marriage. (laughs) So I have a very tricky question for you tonight. Are you married? So you're a candidate, right? You're a candidate for this thing. So we want to know, we've got this thing over here. We want to avoid it. So what are the three things that lead to the thing? Do you guys know the top three reasons for divorce besides marriage? Finance. I heard of money. All right. What's another one? Communication. You know the other one? Sex, baby. Bow chicka wow wow. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Come on, somebody. You don't act like you ain't... I saw the nursery. You talked about it. I saw those kids everywhere cheering all over this place. I'm just saying, we got a hotel room later. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay married. Let's get it on. But what you don't talk about, my, the Bible says, I know y'all are taught my people perish for a lack of. What you don't know gets you, right? And so you guys sound like you've got a foundation. You guys have been coming to Love Strong. You've been coming to City of Life. You're here on Sunday. You get taught. You're in the Word. You're talking to God. you got your high God time in the morning. So you're getting a foundation beneath your feet. So we just want to share. We don't want to be formal. We don't want to be super prepared. You might write down some quotes if you're note takers, and you might not. But you're going to put some things in your pocket today that are going to be usable, and you're going to take them home. And if you allow them, they're going to help you change the way you think. And here's your first quote. I want you to go ahead and write this down. If you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. So if you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. And you know what? The number one cause for divorce is marriage. But did any of you guys get the divorce Barbie when you were little? You know, the one that came with all Ken's stuff? (laughs) We don't want to necessarily gain by loss. It's hard to take any steps forward if you lose half of what you have half the time of with your children. And the world will tell us so many times, David, that it's easier to give up and start over. 
And you don't know the next person has all the same problems that the other person had. They just absolutely disguise it in a big way, right? So the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, and then you realize it was AstroTurf. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Or the person over there was fertilizing it, you know, in a good way. And so what happens is, is, you know, I was married for eight years. Well, I got married when I was 18, so it was puppy love. And I don't know if you know it, but puppy love leads to a dog's life. And so I got married. I loved her, lusted her. She lusted me or whatever. I don't know what happened. But after eight years of marriage, it divorced. And so, you know, that moment when you get divorced and you feel so, you know, you're like, I'm all out of love. I'm trying to press Jeff. And so lost without you. And then you turn the next station, and it's like, baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. I was wrong. But this, these sad songs going, and it's a horrible time. But then all of a sudden, you know, Nicole came into my life. And what was really neat about Nicole was that when I saw her immediately, I fell in love with her. I was just like, man, I started kind of stalking her. She was like, I don't know. I'm kind of done with guys. I want to know what song I get. I was singing, uh, man, there's so many right now. I put them on the spot. Yeah, but I mean, right there I was like, I'm going to make you love me. Woo! Oh, yes, I will. Well done. But the cool thing about her is it's neat how God does it. God has a way of restoring marriages. So first of all, we don't want you to get divorced. You know, that's not the, the thing. But if you're in a situation right now where you are divorced and you're single, how many of y'all here are single? Raise your hand. If you're, how many of y'all single and ready to mingle? Go ahead, raise your hand again. Okay, so you know, you, God might do a miracle up in here tonight. Jeff was talking about love and phaleo and all these. I was like, man, this guy's deep, you know. So what happens is God saw that I was lacking. I was in divorce and I had gotten divorced. Now I'm single and God brought Nicole into my life and she had a had a seven-year-old son who is now 28 in our campus pastor in West Palm Beach, Florida. Come on somebody. And so God will take what the devil meant for evil and he will do it for your good. But the problem is sometimes if you don't fix the root issue that's causing the problem in your life, that fruit crops up again because we all have emotions. Come on guys, raise your hand. We got emotions. I get offended. I get mad. Sometimes I have to have the last word. Can somebody help me right now? And you know, I don't, I don't know that the guy Guys bought into that. Guys, like the heart. You got a heart. Say, if you got a heart, go like, uh, uh. All right. If things hurt your feelings and sometimes you act like they don't hurt your feelings, go, uh, uh. If you want your wife to treat you good because it makes you feel good, say, Amen. <laughs> So anyway, you know, if you don't deal with the root issue of you, because most of the time the problem with me is, is when I go away from people, I still have the same problem because I'm still there. And so I had to deal with the emotions that were on the inside of me. And so I had to start, wor and still working on it. Of course, I've not arrived. But I started figuring out that the best way to make her love me and make other people love me is this very easy line, is to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. And let's still practice it. I was wrong and I'm sorry. Shout, shout it again, because some of you look like, oh, wrong, 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 wrong. Let's try it real, like, audibly. Say, I was wrong, and I was sorry. So many times that diffuses the situation right away. And did you know that the words, I'm sorry, don't cost you anything? It's absolutely free, and the very best uh, statement you can ever make. Do you know that you can say that you were wrong? Get this, because it's going to take you in a circle. You can say that you were wrong and think that you were right, and still be completely wrong, right? Sometimes we get so caught up in trying to win the fight, we lose the war. And we're trying to gain an inch, but we lose a mile. And we're not measuring the, the reward or the consequence based on the conversation. So, so many times it's about the moment, it's not about the long haul. 
So I just don't want to, I feel they're quiet. They're quiet. So I I just want to see, have you ever had a fight that sounded something like this? Baby, would you hand me the remote? I don't have the remote. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I gave you the remote. Well, I don't have the remote. Yes, you do. No, I don't have it. I told you I gave you the remote. Where did you put it? I didn't put it anywhere. Oh, the remote was right here. Anybody ever had a fight about keys, a wallet, a remote control? Raise your hand. But I would, I would like to say that I do keep an eye on the remote control because I would rather have remote control than no control at all. Can I get an amen? <laughs> opinion? So communication. Everybody say communication. communication. Talking about it talking about it. That's easy for some people. We are both communicators. So this is probably the weakest area for us to talk about because we have a tendency to talk. But when I go home to my mama's family, me and my mama are the only people who talk in the whole family. My my daddy doesn't talk. My brother doesn't talk. My sister doesn't talk. My other sister doesn't talk. Their husbands don't talk. My brother's wife doesn't talk. Their kids don't talk. At Thanksgiving, it's me and David and my mom. (laughs) But they want us there because they want to hear somebody talk. (laughs) But Pop, yeah, you know, Pop doesn't really communicate. He's not a big communicator. When he does, he's kind of, yeah. And it's just awkward, you know. It's just tough. And so it's okay, but you you have to understand that. The Bible says dwell with one another according to knowledge. So Mm -hmm. also sometimes guys don't talk when they come home just because they're talked out. So like home is the place we go to stop being nice. And I mean, you know, that's not a good thing. So, you know, we're nice. I'm at the grocery store. Somebody hits me at a cart, you know, with a cart at Publix. And, I'm, and it's, I don't know them. I go, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, that's no big deal. It's okay. You know, my wife or kids hit me. I'm like, dang bat, why are you hitting me? Why did you learn how to drive? But these are the people that are going to be at my funeral. They're going to be taking care of me when I'm sick. This person I don't know. If I need to yell at anybody, it's a stranger. Can I get a man? So we need to communicate with one another in love, as Pastor was saying. Well, and we need to learn how to give people space. Um, if you're the person who it's easy to talk, so we were two talkers, so we had to learn how to let somebody talk first. So how many of y'all, you have two talkers in the relationship? Raise your hand. How many of you have one talker and one listener in the relationship? Raise your hand. Wow, that's big. How many of you have two quiet people? So most of it is one talker and one listener. So who's the talker? Say me. See, I knew you'd say something. (laughs) You have to talk right now. She put words in your mouth though. She did. (laughs) The talker in the relationship has to learn two words. Be quiet. Talk less. Smile more. We have to learn to create space. That makes us bizarrely uncomfortable. And we want to fill it because it feels so much better. But it takes the people who uh, talk less, process more. So each word you say is being measured. And each word they say has been measured. So they're going through a whole measuring system. Just because we're filling up the space, we're, we're actually putting bullets in their gun. Right? So we have to create a space for them to communicate. And if you have different personality types, I know I'm sure your pastors have taught you stuff about being a choleric, a phlegmatic, a melancholy, and so on. And so I'm more of, I'm a, more of a choleric, so stuff just comes out. A lot of times I don't think about what I'm going to say. I'm as surprised as you are when I say it. I'm like, I had no idea what I was going to say. I just shut up to listen to what I'm going to say. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? And then it does collateral damage instead of saying, hang on. Every, the Bible said, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. So yes and no, it's very important to process because, again, people 
really harbor it. Nicole's a deep feeler. She's like, well, well, you said that, but what did you actually mean? And I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant at all. And so I've had, the neat thing is she's learned to communicate with me over the years because she is a communicator. And sometimes I've had this happen where she told me, you know what? Right now you just need to shut up. And here's the deal. I knew every time. Wisdom is shut up. Come on, somebody, just shut up. And so that rarely happens, but there are intense times of fellowship in marriage. So don't think for a second that, you know, we don't get along anymore. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Most of the time, this is the enemy and the inner me coming in. The Bible says, give no place to the devil. It said, cast out strife and strifeful seeds. And so we found out that a lot of times what happens is the div- division comes from Satan, right? I think in Mark chapter 3, verse 24, it says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. If a house is divided and amplified, it says that if a house is divided, split into factions or rebelling against itself, the house will not be able to last. So one of the main things that we see more than anything right now is we see that financial problems cause sexual problems. It causes communication problems. So we immediately want to blame. Okay, now I feel bad talking about blame game in front of, you know, the psychologist guru slash pastor slash singer slash model. Come on, somebody. She's just brought, she's figured me out the first time I came. Well, I can social, I can analyze your problem. You know, and she's sweet though, isn't she? Come on, give it up one more time for Mrs. Smith. She's amazing. And, um, so at, at any rate, I've had to sit here and go, okay, most of the time we, the enemy comes in and tries to get us upset and divided and we start blaming each other. So we know it's at the beginning of time, Adam and Eve, remember Adam and Eve are in the garden, right? Everything's great. There's, there's no nighttime. It's just the twilight. It's beautiful. There are no bugs. Come on, somebody. There are no taxes. There's no government. Can I get an amen? There's no bills. There's no trash bills. There's no job. He's there's just no children. No kids. His body is just ripped. Her body's gorgeous. They're buck naked. Come on, somebody. It is a party. And then all of a sudden, the devil comes in and says, half God said, and the enemy came in. And when she started talking to the enemy, now everything starts dividing. Everything starts starts getting, you know, rubbed the wrong way. And we know that the Bible talks about, you know, blaming. It said that Eve blamed the snake, right? So Eve blamed the snake. Adam blamed Eve. And the, leg, the, the snake didn't have a leg to stand on, right? So, I mean, <laughs> this blame game has been going on for a really, really long time. So if we can deal with some of these root issues, and I think one of the bigger problems that we have, and we felt led of the Lord to say this tonight, was in the area of your money. So I have a tough question to ask you. And don't be embarrassed because most people do this. They have this problem. How many of y'all in here, you do, you're a little deeper in debt than you really want to be. Raise your hand right now if you really want to be. So, so the acronym for debt is doing everything but thinking. Pastor Jeff believes it's doing everything but tithing. Come on, somebody. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's there. But you have to realize that debt encumbers you and keeps you back. And now the fight that you had wasn't that you guys didn't love each other anymore. It's that you couldn't take a three-day trip on Carnival Cruise. You couldn't say, hey, we're going to go get a hotel for three or four days. Hey, we're going to get rid of the kids, hire a babysitter, and have a great time. Rent a convertible. Go down the road and have that, that date that you had once before. Because now we bought things that we can't afford to impress people that we don't like with money we don't even have. Come on, somebody. It's called, have you ever wanted to use your MasterCard to pay your visa, right? So now this, (laughs) so have you ever hated it when Discover Card discovered where you live, right? So now what happens is now I say something short to Nicole because I'm under financial pressure. And there, it, uh, what verse is it, David, that says the little foxes, it's Song uh, Song of Solomon 2.15, little foxes spoil the vine. How many of you did not make one financial decision that took you deeper than you wanted to go? It was all these little decisions. 
I struggle with this thing called Starbucks. They steal my money $5 at a time. I don't know what they put in there. Do they sprinkle it with fairy dust? Is there crack cocaine in the bottom? I don't know what is in this stuff, but I can't seem to pass one without longing to go inside. Sometimes I go inside and I just smell it. And then I leave because I've already had three. Right? So there are little things. There are several little things. Everybody say little things. There are several little things that we can do. I can tell you a couple of the bad things that we've done throughout the years that are habits that we had to quit so that we could live the life we wanted to live. We're living the life. We're getting stuck in this invisible prison of debt because we're living for now instead of living for the long term. My Starbucks makes me feel good right now. But I could invest $100 in a Keurig machine. I could invest $35 in a Mr. Coffee, get a $5 creamer that's going to last me 45 days. Hey, she read the book of Hebrews and she told me, oh, it's in the Bible. It doesn't say Hebrews. It says Hebrews. Go get me some coffee. I'm glad you brought the humor when I was talking about Starbucks because nobody likes to give that up. But let's think about the math for one second. Who's got a calculator? Oh, I got one on here. So if Starbucks costs $5 a day, now you might be thinking Starbucks. And at this particular moment, I have my nails done. I haven't done my nails. I took probably two years off and didn't do my nails because I saved my nail money to buy some shoes I wanted. <laughs> Don't get crabby about my purse. It cost me three years of nail money. Right? Nailed so it. <laughs> nailed it. He said, ah, so Starbucks, $5 a day. Say we do that only the days we go to work, just five days a week. That's only $25 a week times 52 weeks a year. That's $1,300 a year. We could take a vacation with $1,300, right? So it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Because if you don't take the vacation, the problem is, how many of y'all got kids? Raise your hand if you got kids. How many of you love the kids, at least one of them? Okay, so you're like, I love that one, the one that, you know, acts, doesn't act like me. So we, but there's times where you got to get away from those kids. Anybody ever had that? You're like, I want to kill them. A bunch of these, you prayed for God to give you kids, and then you're like, God, please let them get married and move away. And then you know, when you get older, you're like, God, they never come see me anymore. We're psychotic, but we have to get away. If we don't get away, we, you know, or we don't come apart, we fall apart, right? So 1300 bucks, that's just one thing that I do. And tell them about where you used to take Austin on the way to school. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to, you know, talk about my rookie mistake about the truck, too. But we'll tell them about that later. The, uh, you know, Austin was seven years old. He's the cutest little kid ever. He's, you know, just got him. He never had a kid. She has this beautiful little boy, and he's living with us. You know, he's got his big people teeth and his little people teeth. The first thing he ever said to me is he said, you going to marry my mama? And I said, yeah. He said, can I call you poppy, Papa? And I said, yeah, your mama calls me Big Daddy. Call me what you want to call me. <laughs> and then he's, I fell in love with this guy. And I every love it when day, you call me Big Papa. There's a lot of fire here, you know what I'm saying, guys? We've been married 20 years. Can you believe we worked this out? Isn't that amazing? And so, so Austin, every day, he would tell me sad stories. He'd like, I'm just kind of sad today on the way to school. I said, why? He said, I miss my papa. I said, you do? He said, yeah, he died. And I said, well, man, I feel bad. He said, make me feel better if you drove me through that, if you'd buy me a Whopper over there. 
And Whoppers, they did Whoppers in the morning. He would get two, two, two Whoppers. Two Big Kings. Two Big Kings. From Burger King. Yeah, so I never told his mom till one day she said, what is your that credit card bill? That's the smartest thing bill? he ever did, not this tell me. This is so big. What are you doing every day? And I said, man, it just makes Austin feel better. He was telling me about his papa. She's like, he never met him. <laughs> he was dead for 10 years before he was born. You're getting duped. And I showed him what it was doing to the checkbook. It was $6 a morning on the way to school, five days a week. I'm like, we've got $400 on our credit card and Burger King. Breakfast should not be that expensive. Everybody say the little foxes. Little foxes. Have you ever gotten your credit card statement and you opened it up and read it and told your spouse, somebody stole our credit card? <laughs> The very same principles that have gotten us into trouble in our finances are the very same principles that can get us out of trouble in our finances. So good. Say a dollar a day. You see, if you invest $1 a day for 66 years, you will have $24,000 when you're 66 years old. $1 a day. Now, pretend that you get 3% interest on that money. You will have $77,000. When you are 66 years old, because you invested a dollar a day. Now, let's pretend you only do that from the years that you're 1 through 18 and you put away a dollar a day. Then you put it in an IRA that earns 12%. When you turn 66 years old, you know how much it's going to be worth? $4.1 million. I know. From a buck to four quarters. No more whoppers for you. <laughs> now, $5 a day in Starbucks... You're putting it on your credit card. You're not paying your credit card off. Somebody say hello. They're charging 14% interest on your credit card. You see how much that's going to cost you when you're 66 years old? Is Starbucks worth $4.1 million? Or Burger King? Or your nails? Or whatever this little thing is. And by no means are we not telling you not to indulge in the little luxuries in your life, right? Joyce Meyer wrote the book that said, buy the shoes and eat the cookie. And I agree. <laughs> But it's also, we want to go into it with our eyes wide open as to what it's really costing us. Because how many of y'all would like to go shopping on the beach for a $4 million house? That'd be sweet. And it's very important as you're dating. I asked a while ago how many people were single and ready to mingle. And we had a lot of hands up. But you can't just go ahead and say, hey, you know what? I like that guy. He's got six-pack abs. Well, I want to warn you that most guys that have six-pack abs, they do not have a job. Because a man with a job needs carbs. Can I get an amen? A man with a job gets hangry. Can I get an amen? I got six-pack abs, but I keep them covered with this protective coat. Come on, somebody right now. So it's there. But I don't need a guy that's in love with himself because he can't love me so you need to look at him and go yeah you'll do but do you have a job and i actually need to see your ira and i need to see your credit card but a lot of times we go in blind you're like love is blind but marriage is a real eye opener can i get an amen so you need to understand what you're looking for in a man because some people are looking for the other half and they go and marry a half a man and you need to marry a whole man you don't need to look come on somebody right now i'm preaching don't marry a half a woman marry a whole woman so There's I got a joke kind of there I'm not going into. Well, typically I would say, I didn't say, I said, I said whole woman, not whole woman. But I didn't feel comfortable saying it because this is not my church. But Let's go there for one second. I said it. I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> it was nice being with you guys. I won't ever get invited back. It's like, that kind of leads to the whole sex part, right? 
You can't change your life that is already past. But your past does not define you. Your, fa- your past prepares you. That's good. So single so good. people, you are going to enter into a relationship. Do you want to repeat the cycle of what you've been through or do you want it to be different? And married folks, um, Creflo Dollar said it like this. He says, well, I'm not even, he says it this way. This is what he says. It's not what I say. He says there's sticks and holes and sticks are sticks and holes are holes. So don't get confused and try and think that there is something out there that you have not have. And with pornography raging, you used to have to pay for porn and get water for free. And now you have to pay for water and porn is on the free for free on the internet. And so now it's not, we don't have to come in and talk to men about their pornography addictions. We have to talk to men and women about their pornography addictions. And if we're scared to talk about these things, well, that is uncomfortable. As you said, pornography from the pulpit. But if we don't, that's where the hooks come in and they pull us back. So that's where we jump back into the communication situation. If you have a problem, you have to confide in your partner and your husband and your wife in the person that you're dating, husband, wife, person that you're dating partner. What happens when they confess this to you is you can't judge them because what's happened is they have developed an addiction in their mind. The mind has a synapse and it grows these things that are like roots. It's called a tree. And every time you reinforce a thought, it goes a little bit deeper. So basically it takes time to ungrow trees. You can begin the process of that in about 21 days. But if you don't have a support system, if you feel like you're going to be judged, if you're going to be divorced, if we're going to go, I can't believe you did that. I'm out of here. No, what they're doing is they're looking for healing and they're looking for help. And, and spouse, we are their help. And if they can't come to us, what are they supposed to do? So if your partner says to you, I have a problem and I need your help, we say, I'm here for you. And how do we build you some hedges and get you some healing? And you never penalize. You know, we pastor a church of about 20,000 people, so we have a, have a real close side you know, view of a lot of people. And, and Nicole's done a great job over the years talking to, you know, like a girl would come up and go, oh, my God, my husband cheated on me. And we're, we hate that, and that's wrong, and you shouldn't do that. But Nicole's philosophy wasn't like, because sometimes these girls are wall off and be like, I just, I just can't have sex with him. I can't. And Nicole's prescription They want, they want to been. stay married but not have sex because he was an offender. And I always tell girls this. When's the last time you ate? Did you, eat, did you eat lunch today? Ladies, did you eat today? You planning on eating tomorrow? When's the last time you breathed? Did you breathe today? You plan on breathing tomorrow? Well, for men, sex is just like eating and breathing. Some guy looked at his wife. I saw him. He's like, <laughs> I got to hold my breath. <laughs> so it is a biological function of a man. And so we can abstain from sex as long as we can abstain from eating, ladies. I'm so serious right now. So we cannot penalize. We, cannot, we can't enter into a sexual fast without consulting our husband. 
We've got to consult our husband. We've got to go into it consensually for a purpose, for a spiritual purpose. But we have to be there. Our bodies are, we are now one. And if you've never fasted food, but all of a sudden the Lord's leading you to fast sex, I got a question. Come on, somebody. I mean, so with Nicole and I, we don't have, one of the things that helps, I think, a lot is when I try to tell her a lot of times a day, I love you. My gosh, you're just so beautiful. I'm always investing in her, telling her what she is. Because how many of y'all know you do stupid stuff? So I realize I do a lot of dumb stuff during the day. So i got to make sure her love tanks is filled. A woman wants to be held at night. And sometimes when you're holding her at night, you're like, man, God, her leg feels really good. Man, she looks really good. But you got to go, no, no, no. She just wants to be held, right? And so then in the morning, come on, somebody. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Can I get a man up in here tonight? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because it's about the time I got hungry and needed breakfast, and guess what he needed? So you try to not be a jerk, right? Because guys can come across that way sometimes. So you can't just be like, you got to be romantic. But back just a little bit, communication, sex, and money comes in a, in a big way. If you have a little money, not that you can't, you can't buy love, but sometimes it's just the little bitty things that make a difference. You go to 7-Eleven and you're like, ah, I could buy a rose that smells like a cigarette for $7.99. <laughs> nah. She wants it. So you come home and go, hey, baby, I got you something. Just the thought counts. But if you're financially strapped and you're like, you know what? I actually want to buy a lottery ticket because maybe I could win some money. Listen, it's false hope. When you go to church, you get your mind right. You tithe. You stay right. You do what's right because it's right. And you do it long enough. That's what works. The Bible works. And God wants you guys to have the best sex ever. God wants you to have the best kids ever. And, and, and these, these tightening principles that we're talking about right now, whether that's communication or with money in particular, it can be depressing at first. Go, man, the debt's too big and I don't want to look at it you can't pretend it's not there okay when there's a problem you got to address it and then you know you start making rookie mistakes and so you do stupid stuff so when we first got married I had you know I'd been I only I only saw marriage modeled by my dad and mom which by the way they've been married like 30 years but just because you've been married for 30 years might not mean that you know what you're doing it might mean that the people thought that if I leave they'll kill me come on there's multiple reasons I mean I don't, I don't want to leave the kids so you have to get your information from the word which is why it's so cool at City of Life Church they care about your relationships so much tonight was about you and your family staying together so you don't have to split up and become a statistic right so I only saw that model by my, ha my, by my dad, and he was like, you know, I'm the man of my house. I'm going to do what I need to do. And so, you know, that didn't work in my first marriage. So when I got married to Nicole, I decided, you know what? I am the head, but she's the neck. Come on, somebody. And so you got to say, hey, we got to talk to one another. And so you start making dumb financial decisions. So like 20 years ago, I decided, um, well, you tell the story. I, I decided I thought I was going to buy a truck. I needed a truck. It was 14 and a half years ago. It was a Tuesday. It was raining. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was 8 months pregnant. I was completely 129% controlled by my hormones. And we hadn't talked about any big purchases, that he was looking for anything. We lived out in the country on a gravel road. And do you know what you buy on a gravel, when you live on a gravel road? Cars the color of dirt. 
right? So here I am living off our gravel road, eight and a half months pregnant, getting ready to deliver. I think it could be any minute now. And I see a stranger coming up the driveway in a dually black truck with all the trim packages on it. And I was listening to something women like about a pickup man. My husband comes out, comes bounding in the house like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh and says, look what I bought, look what I bought, look what I bought. And I said, what? Let me go look. And I open it up and it has four captain's chairs, at which point I lost control of my mind. Women are going, what a moron. (laughs) I said, honey, we have two children. We have a son. He's 14 years old. He's got friends. And now I'm going to have to put babies in the other thing. And so now am I supposed to tell him I went off the, 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 the scale. You couldn't even hear me. Dogs three counties over you were barking. <laughs> because there was no place for my son's friend. So I looked at my husband and said, you have to take it back. You have to take it back. It rocked my world. It was a big financial decision that we hadn't discussed. Rookie so, mistake. Proverbs, Proverbs 29, verse 18. It says, where there is no vision. Mm-hmm, that's good. The people perish. We have to have a vision in our relationship. We have to communicate the vision in our relationship. Otherwise, the relationship is going to perish because he didn't communicate he wanted a truck. I had no reason for him not to get a truck. Maybe we could just get a truck with a bench back seat and then my, then my son can have a friend come along. But we hadn't communicated about the vision. There was a large purchase that was made and he had to pick me up off the floor because I was having an estrogen meltdown with my pregnancy hormones. And all the women said, amen. Amen. We don't want to be responsible for what we say when we're pregnant. No, we don't. (laughs) So what I had to do is I had to swallow my pride and say, I was wrong. Remember we practiced that a while ago? I was wrong. And then I had to do the really hard thing, which is drive the truck back to those guys like, I'll take it. (laughs) And then come back and go, my wife said to bring this back. (laughs) But how many of you know, I don't know these guys. Isn't he a good husband? So I took it back. You guys really, he's an amazing man. Let's just do it, man. Now I'm I just had to take it back. But see, I was thinking, but also I had the pre-program like program from factory of my dad going like, you can't have a woman tell you what to do. You're the man of the house. And I'm driving it going, yeah, but I know I've already been divorced once. How many of y'all know you don't want to do it twice? And some of you, you know, if you have, God will forgive you. But, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor said, you know, I'm not going to keep you long, right? So with the five, 15 husbands. But you want to, wisdom builds the house. So I went back, I took the truck back, and that was a mistake. And then, so we're going to make mistakes. But I think the biggest way to get over it is to not say, I wasn't wrong. Quickest way to say, honey, I was wrong. Let's pick out a truck together. Let's make this happen together. And then we started making more financial decisions that were wise. This allowed us to do something really cool. Here's what I want to tell you right now is the spirit of God is in you because this church teaches you about being full of the spirit, being led by the spirit. If I was anywhere in this area, I would tell everybody about this church. This church has a good reputation, not only here, I'm talking, people talk about this church globally. I'm talking in Australia. They talk about this church all over America. This church has a legacy of no scandal. Come on, somebody. The leadership from the beginning till now, they're, they're honest, they're integral. You can trust this church. So they're teaching these things. So here's the deal is the Holy Spirit started allowing me and Nicole um, to, to pray together. And so she actually wrote a book, and, and we'll talk about it tonight in the back. It's called, Hi, God, It's Me Again. So she started journaling every day, talking, hey, God, I'm kind of upset today about my husband. So if you want to read about my crap, it's right here. Come on. <laughs> hey, God, I'm kind of upset about my kids. And she started talking to God. And she started talking to me. And then we started saying these prayers. Like the Bible, the Bible says, if any two of you 
on earth. How many of y'all are on earth? Shall agree as touching anything. We can ask whatever we will of the Father, and he'll give it to us. So, God, we just thank you today that, God, I forgive Nicole. Nicole forgives me. God, we're going to do everything right, but lead us today. And God led us financially through her saying, hang on, let's don't buy the Burger King. And so we started making tweaks, and small tweaks lead to big peaks. And then we were led by the Holy Spirit to buy a house, and this house was $165,000. In less than five years, somebody knocked at the door, and they said, hey, we want to buy this house. I said, this house isn't for sale. They said the areas really went crazy, and the place is absolutely, you know, just right in the right location. We'll give you a million dollars. And I yelled, Nicole, get your panties. We're moving. Come on, somebody. And we loaded up that truck. Come on, somebody. And we moved up. And I was so glad we didn't buy the Whopper. Come on, somebody. We had a million dollars. I was like, I love you, baby. You're my girl. I went back to that truck shop and said, hey, I'm glad to listen to my wife. I just got a million dollars. Like, you want to buy a truck? And I'm like, let me go check with Nicole. But you have to have unity, okay? And you can't have he money and she money. That's right. Yeah. Every woman in here has a $100 bill folded under a baby picture somewhere. Come on, somebody. It's called he money. It's money he don't know about. But when you start saying, hang on, Nicole, I'm not going to buy a motorcycle without, you know, talking to you. I'm not going to buy a fishing boat without talking to you. And she says, I'm not going to buy a house or buy all these curtains Shoes, without talking to you. curtains, mall, weave. Come on, somebody. Some lady said, weave that alone, man. I don't mind my But it, it, have you ever been to the store, too, and you're walking and, like, stuff talks to you? I've had jeans tell me, if you buy me, I'll lose weight. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Somebody know what I'm talking about right now? I had a dress talk to me one time and I was going, have you, whatever you do, if you're getting out of debt, don't go walking at the mall. Cause here I am, I'm just walking the mall in St. Louis because it's winter time and I see this dress and it calls out to me and I said, well, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to go in and try it on. So I just go in and I try on the dress and I look at it from the front and I'm like, Ooh, I like this dress. And I said, get thee behind me, Satan. And I looked, turned around and Satan said, looks good from back here too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she bought the dress. So balance is key. First Peter 5, 8. Let's go there real quick. I think they might put it on the screen perhaps. First Peter 5, 8, it says this. Be well balanced. We're talking about balancing your marriage, your money, sex life, communication. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. In other words, don't be drunk in your mind. Go buy a truck without checking with your wife. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. Because that old enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion with fierce hunger, seeking someone he may seize upon. So he's seeking, going, can I devour that marriage? Because he comes to do what? To kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life. Come on, city of light, church. So you got life in here. And so now that you get information, the information gives you power. And now you can say, no, 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 no. We're not going for immediate gratification. We're going for long-term satisfaction. Right? So we go, hang on. We're going to live right now like nobody else is living. All your friends are going to go out and spend money they don't have right. to impress people they don't like with, with money they don't have. Mm -hmm. And we're going to live like nobody else is living. So later in life, we can live like nobody else is living. Mm -hmm. So we're actually going to start making small tweaks right now to where we can live the life of your dreams. Yeah. And so now I'm not here to brag, but I mean, 
you know, we do some, our life is really, really good. We get to do what we want. We get to eat where we want. We don't have debt. We, we're blessing people. We just bought an $80,000 ambulance last month in Haiti, which is saving lives in conjunction with Joyce Meyer over there. Come on, somebody. But building churches in India. Come on, somebody ought to give the Lord praise today. So these are things that God wants to do. But if you're strapped and you're like, we're just fighting with each other. And so now you, you, you're going to get divorced, which is going to cost you money. You're going to marry somebody that you don't know, and that's going to cost you money. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? I loved you, and we got kids together. You got my kids and your kids, and we're going to work through this, and, and no weapon formed against us is going to prosper, and the grass isn't greener on the other side. Come on, somebody. And we're going to be well-balanced, sober-minded, vigilant, because the devil is trying to destroy our marriage, and we're not going to allow him to do that. Come on, Love Strong. Give God a praise one more time for that. And don't take a victim mentality, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in the relationship, or whether it's in your finances. I want you to say out loud right now, I want you to say, I am not a victim. I am a victor. And in your relationship, the two of you are a majority. So if we know what the main thing is, do you know what the main things are in your marriage? Maybe that's something that we need to write down right now. Go ahead and write that down. Do I know what the main thing is in my marriage? Because if we don't, that's a great conversation point. What are we working towards? Mm -hmm. And then when we know what the, the main thing is, once it becomes clear, how many of you know you can't operate when there's not clarity? Have you ever driven through a foggy space and you were afraid you were going to hit something? That's how life is. If we operate in the fog and we don't know which way we're going, we're going to run into something and it might not be good. So we have to operate in clarity. To operate in clarity, we have to know where we're going. To know where we're going, we have to ask the question, where are we going to go? And so if you want some financial freedom in your life, I want to give you a few practical tips right now on ways to get ahead in life. How many of you have a credit card that has a balance? Say amen. How many of you have more than one? Say amen. So if you have more than one credit card that has a balance, let me ask you a question. Do you know the percentage rate that each of those credit cards are charging you? Some people do, some people don't. Let me ask you another question. Did you know that that rate is negotiable? What? I'm, thank you very much. So here's what you're going to do tomorrow. Everybody say tomorrow. Put this on your to-do list. Call tomorrow. Call that credit card and tell them, hey, guess what? I think I'm going to do a balance transfer to another card. It's got a lower balance. Y'all are charging me. Check your statement. Y'all charging me 17%. I can get less than 10. I got to go. I'm so sorry. How do I close this out? They're going to say, wait a minute. We want to keep your business. What rate are they giving you? 10%? We can do 10. Okay. And you just saved 7% interest on your money. So you can negotiate your credit card rate. Write that down. I can negotiate my credit card rate. Number two, look for a credit card that will give you a zero balance. Look for a credit card that will give you a promotional transfer rate. If your credit is decent enough to open another card, work that rate. Close down the MasterCard and open up the Visa. Open up the Visa that has the lower rate. Put it on the lower rate and then pay that down. That's your new goal. Your new goal is to pay off that high interest credit card debt. And one of the, one of the um, secrets my husband shares, he wrote a book called Solving Your Money Problems. And that's a, a lot of what I'm gleaning from right now. And in Solving Your Money Problems, he talks about, get this, people get confused and they think, I got to pay off the big, huge credit card first. And you start chipping away at it and you don't feel any satisfaction because you don't get it paid off. So instead, what you do is you go for the smallest credit card. What is it? The Bed, Bath & Beyond credit card. Does anybody else give a coupon from them every day in the mail? <laughs> so you go for that little credit card. 
You pay down that little credit. It's $350. So you pay $50 a month, $100 a month, $25 a week, whatever you can until you pay off that $350. When you pay off that $350, you close that card, you burn that in a ceremonial burning around your house. Right? It's called plastic surgery. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And you have a trick about how is it that you don't use your credit cards for a little while? Well, there's different ways that you do it. But Nicole and I, we did that. We decided we were going to celebrate it because when when we win together, we were saying, hey, we have a goal. Remember she said a vision a while ago? So we said, we're going to take this trip when we pay off these four cards. And so we're actually going to take the trip for free because we found out that Citibank and MasterCard and all these different companies, they were actually taking so much interest money every month that this trip was absolutely free. So when we pay one off, we'd be like, we paid it off. Oh, my gosh, it's incredible. We're so excited. Yeah, we're like, what are we going to do tonight? It's like we're going to go to, you know, to Sam's and get some $5 pizzas. Come on, somebody. We're going to have a big pizza party at home. And so we started eating at home, which made us healthier, and it started making us wealthier and wiser. So we would celebrate those things. So one of the ways you do it, is is you have to do extreme things, which is one, I don't advise people to cut up the credit cards. I advise you to freeze your accounts. And Freezing your accounts. Anybody know how to freeze your accounts? What you do is you go home tonight, you put some water in a cup, you take your MasterCard or Visa, you put it in there, and you freeze it. That way, when you go to the mall, come on, somebody, you ever been to the mall in Orlando? I forget that big old gallery that's got the Louis bags and all that stuff down there. So when you go in that mall, you don't have your credit cards. You would have to go home, put it in the microwave, thaw it out, go back. By the time that's done, you're like, screw it. I don't want to do it. So you freeze those accounts. I do want you to cut them up eventually until, but I don't want you to do that until you get $1,000 in the bank. When you get $1,000 in the bank, you're like, how would I do that? You're going to do it $10 at a time. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Now you just do that 10 more times and you got $1,000. Now you have what I call an emergency fund. So you got the $1,000 in the bank because I don't want you, if you don't have $1,000 in the bank, to burn the card because next thing you know, your fan is going to break and you need to take it to Goodyear to get it fixed. And then you come to Pastor Jeff and you're like, I never want to see that preacher again so you need to save but remember nicole said the little foxes spoil the vine so if we make these little tweaks we're setting ourselves up to be not the bible says that interest eats up the fruit of your labor so now the intense times of fellowship that you and your wife are having might not be that you guys don't love each other anymore it might not be that you guys aren't attracted to each other anymore it might be that you're under so much financial pressure that just when the kids say can i buy those new shoes you're like what are you talking about i just didn't even use when i was a kid why are you bugging me about the shoes and your kids like what happened to you all i said was i it's too much pressure too long and finance Financial pressure will destroy you. And if you'll figure that out, like this church has figured it out, when you bring your tithes and offering here, the blessor blesses you with increase. He gives you incredible opportunities like he did with us to give you a house maybe on 165000 We had the money to do it, which made us a million dollars. By the way, now we're worth a lot of millions of dollars because we did things that other people didn't do, beat bankers at their own game, took the $165,000, uh, the, the mortgage there, and when Nicole wasn't spending money and I wasn't spending money, we we found out that the life of our loan, I don't know if they have the slide up there or not, but I have it. There's a, there's a thing called paying off the amortization schedule. So me and Nicole, every month, would take that. In fact, it's actually in my book. We would, I'll give this away in a second. We would take the, this and we'd say, okay, the payment's $878, but the bank is only taking it down $100. So that's why it takes so, 30 So pause on that real quick. Okay. So the payment is $878. Well, let's make it $1,000. The payment's $1,000. They take your loan amount down $150 and they keep $850 because you use their money. 
So you might borrow $100,000 for a house, but to pay back the bank over 30 years, at the end of 30 years, you've paid them back $350,000. And that's why the banks have such beautiful buildings and they have such beautiful, we got concrete here, which looks good, but the bank's going to have travertine and they won't give you anything. In fact, they won't even let you have an ink pen. They keep it on a chain. Come on, somebody. They won't give you nothing whatsoever. So what we want to do is Nicole and I started beating bankers to their own game and then we did it with our churches and so now we started buying these churches one of our churches is 37 million dollars and we beat the bankers of their own game and another church is 21 million dollars and we beat the bankers of their own game and another church is eight million dollars and we beat the bankers of their own game and now we don't go to the bank anymore we make the bank come to us last week at our church they wanted to meet with us and they brought all the presidents in and i was 10 minutes late kind of cocky like you want to talk to this huh i drove here in my truck well, the guy in our office who set up the appointment, he said, hey, your appointment at the bank, here's the address. I said, no, we don't meet with the bank at their office. The bank meets with us at our office. And guess what? They came. That's the way you roll. And that's going to happen to you because, yeah. listen, I don't have a high school education. But guess what? I'm a millionaire. Now, Nicole's got so many degrees, they call her Dr. Fahrenheit. But that's a whole other thing. I, I, I'm just here to tell you that tonight, maybe your marital problems are financial problems. Maybe tonight... The sexual problem that you have, the porn addiction that you have, what you're trying to deal with the fruit and you still got the root. So we can cut the tree down, but the root comes back. Right. Have you ever pulled out a bad weed and then, you know, you didn't pull it out. You just cut it off. And then all of a sudden that dandelion was back. Yeah. Some of you don't know. Have you ever tried to pluck a nose hair out of your <laughs> nose? Two weeks later, it's back. Okay. You got to deal with the root. Mm. So you guys love each other. You have a great church. We're going to have a great life together, but we've got to make these small tweaks right now, solve our money problems, because I want you to be able to beat bankers of their own game, and I want you to own a home, mm -hmm. debt-free. And I really don't want you to own one home. I want to talk to you about multiple homes. Well, and, and we're, we're bit about out of time for tonight. Yeah. So we're going, to, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Let me ask you a question. Have you heard some things that you hadn't heard before that you think are going to help you in your life? Is that okay? So I want, to, I want to give away a couple things. Number one, number one thing I want to give away is Nicole's book. How many of y'all would like to have conversations with God on a daily basis? Raise your hand if you want this. And I, the first person I saw was actually you. You said, the woman back there, you raise your hand there. You, yeah, come here, I want to give it to you. And uh, Nicole will be in the back and she'll sign up for you in a minute. But it's called Hi God, It's Me Again. Thank you. You go to this church? You're a smart woman. Come on, give it up one more time. So... Get a hold of that. She talks about because if we don't talk to God, because God, when I talk to God, I say, hey, God, it's me again. He says, hey, I was talking to Nicole about you. <laughs> and I think you need to say you're sorry. I think you shouldn't have said that. And it's, it'll make you a better dad. It'll make you a better husband. And it'll make you a better businessman because the Holy Spirit knows everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So talking to God, get a hold of that. And then the next thing I want to give away is this. It's called Solving Your Money Problems. And uh, this is a whole box set. And on the back of this, it talks. It's got a guy on here, uh, Chris Ruddy, Bobby Shuler, uh, Craig Rochelle, Kevin Gerald, Wayne Root. So a lot of people said that this thing is really, really powerful. This is a kit to solve your money problems. And I want to give it away. Anybody want it? Raise your hand if you want it. Huh? Now let me show you what it has in it so I can help you real quick. Number one, it has the book in it, okay? Number two, I sat down in the studio and I talked for six and a half hours whether you should release a car or buy a car. Do you know the answer to that? 
I do. I talk about how to buy a car, what kind of car to buy. What do you do when you do go to the car lot to buy a car? How to buy a house? What kind of house to buy? How to buy rental income? Where do you put your money? I talk about this for six and a half hours in the studio. I told you he was a communicator. I got a DVD socket about money growing on trees and destroying debt. I put a pop socket in here so you put this on your phone. So if you get this here, it says, be the CFO of your life. I was preaching one day and the Lord spoke to me and said, tell people that they are the chief financial officer of their life. You're the CFO. So you put this on your phone, okay? And then that way, if you're at Starbucks and I see you at Starbucks and you got that on there, I might not know you, but if I see that, I'll just come up, slap you inside the head, take your credit card, and then you go back home and you save your money. Okay? Then it also has a journal in here so you can, um, I don't even know how to get this out of here. So, yeah. so in here, it, it comes with this pen that you can start writing down every day and listing your debts. It has stuff in here that you can actually list the debts and get out of debt. So we're going to package that up right now again and give this to you, whoever wants it. Raise your hand if you really, really want it. <laughs> Who's a tither? Well, hands went down, man. We're getting it good. We're getting it good. And uh, really who I want to give it to, and, and this is going to narrow it down, I want to give it to a single mom who's struggling financially right now. Who's a single mom? Stand up. I want to, I want to bless you right now if you're a single mom. I want to pray for you. If you're a single mom, raise your hand. Stand up if you're a single mom. How, how many single moms we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so I'm going to pray for you. And I really, really, really want you to know tonight, if you get this, back in the back, Nicole and I'll be in the back. And this, this, there's thousands of dollars worth of information in here. And it'll change your life forever. And all I'm asking you to do is make a donation to the ministry because 100% of this does not go to us. It goes to, uh, you know, all our mission programs, whether that's in Haiti or India, all that stuff we talk about. So Nicole and I don't take any money from this. We donate 100%. So tonight, these are $40 in the back. There's only so many of them. We'll be back there. But I want to pray for the single moms first, and then I want to give it to this little gal right here in the white sweater. Come here. Nicole, will you give it to her? She's so sweet. Great smile. But I want to pray for you. Now, let me tell you something about single moms. I have a special place in my heart for single moms because, number married one, one. I married one. So if you're a mom and you've got a kid, don't ever, I hear people tell me, man, I don't know if a man will love me because i got these kids. you got something that other people don't have. I wanted a woman with kids. Nicole, she's a great mom. So never say, you know, I don't know if anybody want me. I'm telling you, you're at the right church and God's going to bless you. And you're gonna, not going to need a man to supply your needs. Jesus is going to supply your needs. Come on, somebody. And, and we want to help you. So I want to pray. Father, we just pray right now for every single mom here today, God, that you will meet their needs, that they might have been left, abandoned, betrayed, misused, abused, but God, you're going to solve their money problems. And God, Nicole and I care about them, and I know the Smith family and City of Life Church care about them. And God, they're in the right church to receive a, a miracle from you. Now, every person stand up right now. I want to pray for all the single people. I want Nicole to pray with me for all the married people. And I, I want to promise you tonight that Nicole and I don't want anything from you. But if you come back to that table and you say, man, I need that package. I need, I need that information. It'll be the smartest money that you've ever spent. And we're believing God. Nicole's getting ready to pray that God will heal you emotionally. God will heal you sexually. That God will heal your finances. And what God started here tonight at this great church with this Love Strong Conference, I can't encourage you enough to keep coming to this church. And you might not realize what's happening to you but i'm telling you good things are happening and i believe a year from now you'll have to introduce yourself to yourself because you won't recognize yourself because god's going to do something in you and i sense by a word of knowledge that there's there's a girl in here and you've 
you've, the enemy has told you that, um, man, your biological clock is ticking and, and, and you've even thought about settling, the Lord says, with, with someone that's not right. And the Lord says, wait upon the Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. If you wait upon the Lord, you'll renew your financial strength, your marital strength, your emotional strength. And God, I just pray that right now. God, I pray for healing over these marriages. Father God, I just pray right now to a God that heals. You are called God, our healer. It's one of your names. And you don't heal us because we deserve it. You don't heal us because we've earned it. You don't heal us because we're good. You heal us because you are good. We can't even open our minds to understand your goodness. Your name is love. So right now, God, I pray that you open up our hearts and intertwine your love. Pour your love into our heart, into our mind, into our emotion, into our marriage. God, I pray your delivering power. I, I destroy the yoke of bondage, of financial debt, of bad spending habits, of pornography, of hurt, of past emotional abuse. I'm, I'm speaking to someone right now who's had a past emotional abuse and you keep trying to walk out of it and you feel at this point like you're walking backwards, like I can't seem to escape it. God wants to break that off of your life right now. And when he destroys the yoke, it's broken into a million pieces, never to be assembled again. If that's you right now, I just want you to raise your hands and receive it from God. And I see those hands. Father God, I just declare your power. I declare your mercy. I declare your restoration. I declare your redemption. I declare your grace. I declare your power, God, that comes alive in them right now. And that marriage that came in here on its last leg and they thought this is our last ditch effort. I'm telling you right now, God says, if you'll give me your mind and your attention for the next 30 days, you won't ever have a last ditch effort. You're going to have a long life and you will be satisfied in your marriage, happier than you ever thought you could be. Father God, we thank you for how good you are. In Jesus' name we pray. And if you receive it, say amen at the top of your voice. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.